This episode contains some profanity. Not a lot, but some. A few F-bombs. Maybe a slang word for male genitalia. Maybe a few other things. So here we go. I don't have a way to tell you what Anthony Bourdain's suicide means to me. I lack the vocabulary for that. I believe you'll know what I mean, though, when I say that there's an unreal quality to it. It's like a notion I had while very intoxicated or a snippet from a dream within a dream. But it's real. I'm going to do this honestly and call the situation what it is to me. Scary as hell. The fact that Anthony Bourdain killed himself is scary as hell. I may have to try not to lose it. Not to freak out. But I'm doing this because I have to do this. I'm drinking beer, I don't care. If you believe that I'm trying to capitalize on the death of a celebrity, please either accept that I'm not or stop listening now. This is the real deal. I never met Tony. I have a friend who did. My friend said Tony was as cool as it gets. Okay. I can only refer to him from the perspective of someone who watched the shows. At first, I didn't really like Bourdain. Okay, we were very, very different people with very different tastes. That said, let me make this clear. I am a food pussy. I am probably the worst food pussy that most of you could possibly meet in a lifetime. So, you know, as I became accustomed to no reservations, some things were off-putting. And to me, so was Tony in a few ways. Much more so at first. I didn't like the repetitive references to various vices, the drugs, the vomiting, hookers, etc. But I don't hold myself out as a saint. I am imperfect. I just didn't see that these reminiscences contributed to the show. For some time now, I've seen things differently. Right? If Tony had been on, say, Spike TV, I might have seen things differently from the beginning. As far as I can tell, the guy was genuine. Don't like that I'm talking about skiing on LSD? Fuck you. Eat me. I got so tired of the everything I like rocks and everything you like sucks vibe, right? If I'd ever met him and he'd criticized my culinary savoir-faire in any way, I would have told him, look, I respect you and all. Yes, that's a movie reference. But fuck you for eating semen from animals around the world, as well as an unknown number of animal rectums, and telling me that I'm a piece of shit if I have a burger at Chili's. But I don't think he would have judged me. He probably would have said, Okay, enjoy your burger. I'm going to go eat this thing's asshole and feet. We'll get together later for beers. Gosh, I love that he taught me about Bemelmans. 
and some spectacular hideaway bars, right? In the end, of course, some establishments suffered negative ramifications from the fame which Tony's shows bestowed upon them, losing quality, gaining crowds, and becoming stations of the new culinary cross. Right? Again, I didn't know the guy, but from this point forward, for the sake of expediency and to spite redundancy, I'm just going to call him Tony. I'm grateful to him for a fair amount of education I received from his shows and for a handful of experiences which I had as a result of watching those shows. The first time I thought, okay, this is perfect. This is the perfect show with the perfect host was when he described Hong Kong as a pinball machine. Tony was definitely a wizard, but with all senses switched on and turned to 11. And with respect to China in general and Hong Kong in particular, wow! Is there anyone who watched those shows and finished them without an enhanced perspective? What was that? What kind of bold, great programming was that? I already wanted to go to Asia, and in particular to Hong Kong, but he made my desire so much more full and rich and emboldened. Okay. Remember those guys throwing those rope noodles in China? Damn it! Because of Tony, I did travel to try a few foods, which I hated, but because of him, I probably appreciated the experiences in ways which I otherwise would have ignored. Iberico ham? Fucking salty. Texture of raw bacon. Unappealing. But I paid attention to the process of service, the choice of location, the utensils, the presentation, the journey to the food. So I didn't really like him at first. I eventually came to sort of appreciate his perspective. He is one of the people who made me realize just how much differing perspectives enhance my own. I questioned his decision, okay, to forego visiting the pyramids. Is this guy really that cynical, right? Then, years later, I experienced Cairo and Giza and figured he may have experienced the traffic and decided I am not doing that, at least not today, not in this heat, and not after what I've been through just to get where I am. What did he teach me about food? He taught me that people eat animal sperm like on the regular. And rectum, gonads, dick, and skin, and bones, and blood. He also helped me understand that food is language, and etiquette, and protocol, and communication. Tony also enhanced my perspective on punk rock. I'm not a punk rock guy, but... A little bit of what appreciation I do have came from Tony. I was at Hard Rock Hotel just a couple of weeks ago photographing punk rock memorabilia and thinking of him. Without Tony, I may have totally ignored the Ramones for the rest of my life. I was literally thinking of him when I photographed the Gabba Gabba Hay banner. That photo 
is in a memorial to Tony on my Instagram page. That was gut-wrenching. The guy didn't just teach people about bread. This is just so upsetting. Fuck! Fuck! Why did he do it? Fuck! What? Fuck! Money can't buy happiness. It can buy pleasure. It can buy freedom. It can buy security. Tony had a bunch of money. I'm sure that he was secure. He probably had most of the material things he wanted. He was working up a great tattoo collection. It's easy, right, I think, to sit around and speculate about all of the dark corners which may have existed in his mind, all of the nasty crevices left by hardcore drug abuse and addiction, sadness, depression, guilt, and shame. But I don't, I, I, I don't want to dwell there. Let's take a look at some of the... I, if this term is even appropriate, less negative reasons for which he may have killed himself. He obviously may have developed an illness, of which we're unaware, right? I get that. Maybe, and I know a little tiny bit about this, he's simply tired of fame. People don't realize what a horrible, horrible grind fame can be. There are media whores, of course, and maybe Tony was one, but it didn't seem like his nature. And in his case, he had probably been everywhere he ever wanted to go, right? London, Ethiopia, Peru, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Egypt, the Seychelles, the Azores, China, 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 Sichuan, China, China, Washington, D.C., Italy. <laughs> he may very simply have called it a day, satisfied and on his own terms. But he had a daughter. But he had ensured his daughter's financial security for life. I don't know, man. I just don't know. None of us does. I could throw pebbles at this thing all day and never hit it. Maybe, like Hunter S. Thompson, he simply didn't care to endure the indignity and the discomfort of old age. I'm just grateful for what I received while he was around and giving. Without Tony, I might never have known about Minas Gerais, Brazil. Remember that episode? Um, uh, now that was some bold programming. Remember? When the dude came plowing up to the dinner crowd in his car, got out with a gun, and that giant, that giant ass, Bobby Hill looking dude tackled Tony. Now I don't know if that harmed or helped Minister Gerias, but I know I jumped hard when I saw it happen. Remember when he went back to his first food line and worked it, cooking and sweating and boozing, and when he saw Carlos who started working either with or for Tony when he, when Carlos, that is, was, uh, was just a kid. And I think this was in a different episode. Carlos took Tony to his hometown and showed him around. So cool. How cool is that? And now I find myself in a truly strange position. 
People probably know this, but for those of you who enjoyed that episode or those episodes and did not know this, Carlos has also passed away. Do not even get me started, okay, on watching Tony learn CIA tradecraft. The Washington, D.C. show is a favorite of mine. Just fun and good and fun. And by the way, Tony was on Archer. The dude was on fucking Archer as himself. I could stop here. But I won't. Because I just thought of that lady in Italy teaching Tony hand gestures and phrases like, All your lousy dead. <laughs> uh, ah, remember when that kid's family tricked him into eating tripe? The kid really did not like it at all. And there's all this pressure on him from the cameras and the crew. But they let him off the hook. It was funny and sweet. If I'm going to reminisce about episodes, I have to share this. I was about to go to Maine for the first time. I turned on, I think, no reservations, and Tony was at a house in Maine with some Maine dudes, and they were putting cups of colored syrup into snowmen, and then blasting the snowmen with shotguns. I called my buddy Rob and said, man, please tell me we will be doing that. Rob said, people here do shit like that all the time. Thank you, for that, Tony. I will continue to try foods, of which he made me aware. I will continue to travel in order to try them. Some of these foods will please me, some certainly won't. Next time, maybe cacio e pepe, or maybe a chocolate egg. Travel Commando, bidding you a fond and temporary farewell.